Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chris from the Chronicles of Man. And on this episode, I talk with uh, Tony Ralston. She's an award-winning producer, uh, has put together a couple of different shows, um, Forensic Files on True TV's one in The Nightmare Next Door. And we talk about uh, the role of media and how it's played in society and what, what it's uh, created and where we see media going. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting dive. Uh, check it out. Ages, man has battled, bled, conquered, and evolved. Pioneers blazing new trails for themselves and for all they came after. They are fathers, brothers, sons, husbands, mentors, and students. A gentleman and a warrior. And now we see a new frontier, a great awakening, where mind, body, and spirit become one. This is the Chronicles of Man. I would say the ability, honestly, when I go on shoots, I try to make everyone feel extremely comfortable. And I am able to get people to talk who normally would be awkward Mm -hmm. on camera. And so... I have the ability, God's given me a, a skill set in which I'm able to talk to people and get them to speak their minds and to open up and let it flow freely so that their message can become known. So so you've got an ability to build trust with uh, individuals <clears throat> who may not know you or have a background with you, but because you can build that rapport with them in such a short time span... <clears throat> you get some really good content because people feel that uh, they can speak freely. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And it's very important to build a rapport because a lot of the shows that I have done becomes very intense. And in order for people to be able to emote and to get all of that out there, they have to trust me. And I am able to build a trust not only with them, but also with my crew and to stay positive throughout regardless of how intense the content may be. I have interviewed, you know, heads of state. I've interviewed district attorneys and prosecuting attorneys in very high profile cases. And there are some people who don't really want to get into all of the details, but once that trust is built and those barriers are broken down, then people are much more comfortable speaking their minds. And sometimes you get little nuggets and it's a conversation. That's all it is. It's just, we're just going to sit down and we're going to chat it out. And, you know, sometimes there are tears. Sometimes there's laughter. And it's just a way for people, for some folks, it really is closure. I've had folks on um, on set who've said, thank you, and I don't have to talk about it anymore. I've put it to rest. I've I, put it to bed. And I, You know, <clears throat> there's a lot of truth that comes with that statement, um, just because, and I think I spoke about this, was it yesterday, that this, you know, having a podcast or just being able to record thoughts is very therapeutic and so what what you're doing for a lot of these families 
Um, and it seems to me like you uh, steer yourself into the direction of very sensitive subject matter. Um, and I don't think it's for ratings. I think it's almost because that's something that you're more interested in than just maybe some of the boring topics out there in the, in the media world. Um, and so I guess that's going to be with the forensic files that you did for true TV. Is that mainly where a lot of that sensitive subject matter came up? A lot of that. Yes. I was one specific incident and I've never done this because professionally you never stop down a shoot, but I had developed such a strong rapport with a young woman whose mother had actually killed both her biological father and her stepfather. And the mother had tried to kill the young woman who I was interviewing her own daughter. And this woman broke down on camera, this young woman, and she was sobbing. And I turned to my photographer and I said, hold the roll, stop it. And I embraced her and she just cried like a little baby. But she needed that. She needed to be able to release and to let go. And mm. it, it was I can't very even cathartic imagine. for her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when your own mom, you know, tries to off you, so because she knew that she was going to be found guilty, and if she was able to silence her daughter, then part of the evidence was missing. God almighty. I can't even fathom that uh, that thought of the person that birthed you into this world is seeing you as a uh, an obstruction for her freedom. Exactly what it was. So that was pretty intense. There have been a lot of intense moments, but um, as I had, you know, as I spoke earlier, for her, that was it. She was done, and she could put it to rest, and it was behind her after that. And she was able to then move forward. And it's very interesting also because when you start learning the backstories of these folks and the intensity under which they lived, when you, because it's not just the victim of, you know, a heinous crime, it's the people who are around you who also suffer. So it's a, a different mindset for them because everyone feels differently in, in order for them to be able to speak their minds and get it off their chest once and for all in a finality of the situation. Well, when you think about how a lot of people out there in the world right now have this, and I'm not trying to minimize, but this poor me mentality. And it's like, well, poor me, poor me. When there's people that mm-hmm. have literally experienced what I would consider the ultimate betrayal, um, how do you how do you survive that? How do you how do you go to the next day, or just yesterday, um, your mom tried to kill you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's legit um, mental issues. Uh, and, and, and get, I mean, there might be getting lots worse than that. Like people that are six, seven, eight years old, get kids that are 
shunned by their parents, you know, how, how do they recover and continue to become normal, healthy adults? I mean, nobody thinks about these things. They've, they, and, and me included, I'm just, I'm being honest. I, I've never even thought, had that thought process just because I had the ability to have a mom that cared for me, loved me. And, you know, we all, all, all families have issues. But certain individuals within families sometimes might have some major issues that create these situations in families that leave everybody looking at each other going like, how do we recover from this and how do we continue to be a, a normal operating family? Yes. And as you said, everyone deals with it differently because you're all at different stages of your life. You know, something that took place within a family one may be a teenager and they deal with it completely differently than a seven-year-old brother or a seven-year-old sister. Mm -hmm. And the impact that it has long-standing, the repercussions that you suffer may never go away, but they need to be resolved. You have to have closure. You have to be able to move forward. Yeah. Because but it affects on the, well, it it will affect you on a daily basis. That's that. That's the, uh, the the onion effect. The whole, how many layers am I going to put up onto that core, so I don't, so I can numb it, so I can, so I don't have to feel it. Just let me yeah. let me put it in the past as if it didn't exist, and put it mm -hmm. in that box in right. the back of my brain, and, and close that box, and just not even open the door. Meanwhile, years goes by and that box starts to leak out, you know, like it starts to seep into your emotional body. And then that's when you start having these outbreaks and outcries and not knowing when you're angry. And then your bitterness starts to kind of seep into the whole personality. And you're like, why are you so bitter? Exactly. And I bet you that person doesn't even know why they're so bitter. <laughs> They've wrapped it up and closed it in so much that they, they just completely forgot, not knowing that they need to heal certain injuries. Right, and often in a, a situation of a trauma, it gets swept under the rug and nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if it just gets swept away and all of those feelings get buried, and exactly as you said, then it will come out perhaps, as you said, anger acting out and the need to get it out you may not even realize what it is. As you said, you know, where does that anger come from? It's like, why are you always in a bad mood? Yep. Why are you always grumpy? Yep. And there's an underlying issue there. And a lot of it is sparked from trauma from the past that has never been dealt with. And, and it's, it's not because they're lazy. It's because they're afraid of what they're going to find out or how painful it's going to be. Like how much pain do I need to go through to get this thing finally out of my out of my life? Because it's always going to be a part of your life, but at least in a forgiveness state to where you can just at least move on and come to a closure. And, and what you said earlier is probably exactly what it is. It's closure. How can I come to closure on this to where I feel like um, the world isn't uh, the world isn't completely lost? Yeah. And for a lot of people, it is, you know, seeking therapy 
what if that's not available? Yeah, especially for those who can't afford it, right? I mean, think about that. Think about all those who have, I mean, first of all, Mm -hmm. I grew up with no health insurance, so I know (laughs) what it's like to have limited options when it comes to, you know, seeking health care. Well, how how is anybody that's in that same, you know, socioeconomic, you know, demographic, start talking about mental care, and then your neighbors, brothers, they're going to start saying, dude, you're just an idiot. Stop being a pussy and just suck it up and... And it's like, okay, I got to suck it up and be the, the, the machismo big boy that I don't need to cry. That's stupid. And so then uh-huh. anybody talking about counseling or, or mental health, uh-huh. 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 They're, they're deemed uh-huh. as crazy, lunatic, pussies. There's a stigma. It's a stigma. Yep. Yes. Especially amongst um, minority communities. I don't know why it is, but it's like put on your big boy pants and I don't know why that is at least where i grew up and it's like if you're found crying you're just you know stop crying until i give you something to cry about and that whole Mm -hmm. that whole mentality stigma of if you seek help after and it doesn't even have to be after a major traumatic event it is you know perhaps it's just a lifestyle of your family it's day-to-day life and you just grow accustomed to that and then you grow up and then there's a cycle that gets repeated. And, you know, I, I grew up in, with the mentality, spare the rod and spoil the child. I'm mm-hmm. the, you know, you, you're going to get a whooping. Mm-hmm. Just wait till your daddy gets home. My dad never laid a hand on me. But, um, you know, it was just, and that was a completely different situation. But, so I vowed that I wasn't going to, Thank my children excessively. So this is kind of a a funny little story. So I was never going to use my hand. And so then as my children became, you know, toddlers and they understood, you know, don't eat on that table with your little toy car or whatever. You're going to scratch it. And so then, so I used a wooden spoon and I just pop them on the booty, Mm -hmm. you know, very lightly. And so just that action was a, "Ah, mommy's upset, mommy, you know, whatever, that kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. And so then our second daughter was born, and so we moved to a larger house. But during the process of like, I don't know, six months or so, I could never find a wooden spoon, ever. And I was like, what the heck? You know, because I kept them in the little canister on the counter because, you know, when you cook, you use the wooden spoon, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I had one wooden utensil left and it was a wooden fork and I grabbed it and I was going to pop my daughter on the booty with it. And she turned around and she screamed, are you going to stab me with that? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to stab you with a wooden fork. <laughs> and she was like, I thought you were. So then when we moved, we moved the couch, and I found all of the wooden spoons. She'd been hiding them. Well, you can't tell her that uh, she's not uh, not thinking proactively. I know I minimize my pain. 
do this. Like, I'm going to take those weapons of mass destruction away from my mother and hide them under the couch. Well, but I think um, what you were doing was it's not it wasn't about pain. It was about setting a standard for what you accepted as um, yep. you know, good or allowable or not allowable. And, um, right. It was expectations, exactly. Mm-hmm. And also, it's also but, you know voice inflection and tone, and um, and following through on saying a lot of you know from yeah. what I've seen a lot of parents will will make these you know, hey well if you do this I'm gonna do this and they never follow through and then the kid just kind of does whatever he wants. Well, of course, because they repeat the behavior because there are no consequences. Mm-mm. Yep. And it doesn't have to be a beating. It's it is a you know, and then there are a lot of times, you know, when they are of the age where they can comprehend more, then it's the conversation. Right. Uh, you know, the reason that we don't do this is because, and then you lay it out. So let me ask you this, because and, I feel like um, when I look at Nightmare, Nightmare Next Door, and then I look mm-hmm. at, um, what was the other one? Forensic Files. Well, an Iraqi war hostage, the day my life changed. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Feel, I feel like you're seeking out these moments in life that have changed these. What, what is it that um, made you uh, passionate about uh, talking to people that have experienced something that's been so grave or so, so uh, almost horrendous. epic? I mean, it, it's horrendous, but mm-hmm. I... But I mean, good and evil. I feel like either way, though, the the better people become better uh, when they've been faced with these challenges. It, we could see it in a negative fashion, but a lot of these people, what ends up happening to them is sometimes they become these heroic um, figures that mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. become mm-hmm. these um, almost like. To, I mean, they understand the pain and they want to prevent other people from experiencing that same pain. That passion doesn't come from somebody who's never experienced it. This is very true. A uh, a spokesperson, almost, and a lot of them go on to organize opportunities for others to be able to. It's almost like a grief counseling, and the ability to, as you said, help others. It's very uh, okay. You ask. It's a twofold question for me personally. Um, and this is a jumping off point for a completely different conversation. I did news for years, decades. I did news. And I was a reporter and I was also a writer and a producer. And in most newsrooms across the country, if it bleeds, it leads. The bloodier, the more horrific, that's your lead story. Yeah. And after a while, you know, I mean, and, and there are things that when you are behind the scenes of the situation such as that, I cannot tell you how many medical examiner's reports I had to read and sift through and not only put it into layman's terms, but so that the normal viewer wouldn't be so incredibly disgusted because a lot of it is so horrendous. 
Yes, and extremely, extremely detailed that it's not palatable for the public. And so you have to be able You've got a strong stomach. That, <laughs> I was just about to say, you have to be able to digest it, and then you have to be able to regurgitate it so that the facts are there, but also in a way that, you know, primetime news, mom, you know, preparing dinner for the family and the kids are playing in front of the TV or whatever and you just want the news of the day, it's very, becomes, I'll give you an, I'll, I'll give you a situation and obviously as we've already discussed, I am a mom and uh, we had uh, video, it was surveillance video of a super center and it was a woman who was wailing on her baby was probably about 18 months old and she was just smacking this kid and just this poor little baby and and the baby's in the car seat in the back seat and mom is just wailing on this child and it's all caught on tape because it's on surveillance video well it was released to the public and it was such an outcry the first time that I saw it you know it, it just it hit me hard because I have, I have babies and I cried and, you know, but I, you got to pull yourself together because it's still, you still have to get the news on. And so I used it and there are many elements in a newscast. There are the pieces that you write that are put out, you know, they begin at 8 o'clock, and then if you've got a 12 p.m. show, then they run throughout the day, <clears throat> throughout the morning, teasing what you're going to see for the next newscast. And then you have a cold open. And so you always use your most compelling video. So I used it, but not extensively, the video of this mother. And you can hear the baby cry, and so that natural sound is called the net sound pop. And so we, you know, you roll that and then the anchor comes underneath and it explains, you know, what you're about to see and et cetera. And I got a message from the news director, see me after your show. And so I went into the office and I had my, uh, yellow legal pad with me I knew that something was up because it was rare that you got called into the office door shut and the conversation was you didn't use that video why didn't you use that video and I said because I find it disturbing and it's not helpful and I was told that's not you don't decide that. That's the video of the day. That's what everybody's talking about. That's what everybody wants to know. And I said, I have children. You know that. And he said, I don't, you know, and the conversation continued down that path. Finally, I just stopped talking. And he said, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you saying anything? Why aren't you defending yourself? And I just couldn't open my mouth because I was about to start sobbing. 
because I could still see that woman hitting that baby and I'm getting scolded because I didn't put it out to the masses to see this small child being victimized who was completely innocent. She, she was a baby. And so I just didn't say anything else. And I was like, don't cry. Don't cry. And I blinked. I big fat tear rolled down my face and clopped on my legal pad. And he was like, why are you crying? And finally I was able to speak and I was like, if you're finished, I'm going to go file my show report. So, um, I do have a different compassion coming from behind the scenes and sifting through the ugly. And when raw video comes in, you have to be able to discern if that is palatable for the public or how it needs to be edited so that it, it is not horrifying to everyone who watches it. You, you basically confirmed for me <clears throat> something that I've already believed to be true about mainstream media. And that is uh, at, the t- at the highest levels, there is a complete lack of compassion. And all that they're concerned about are ratings and money. Mm-hmm. And anybody who says differently, I'd, like, I'd, I'd invite them to challenge me on that theory. But um, so that takes me. So I, this is where when I was in college, I was doing an internship over uh, at Fox in San Antonio. And um, I think I might have mentioned it, but I remember when I was in the edit suite and we were doing the uh, tonight at seven, you know, today at four, all that stuff. The uh, the shows, because I was helping out with the editing and we were doing the graphics on top of the video, it was um, during a time period where one show was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, another show was Gargoyles. Um, there was like six or seven shows. At the end of the, I think it was about an hour and a half of us doing these edits, and I look at the guy, he was next to me, his name's Chris too, and I said, bro, do you see anything? He's, he's like, what do you mean? I said, do you see anything weird with what we just edited for the last hour and a half? And he looks and he's like, no, man, what What do you mean? He's like completely just um, uh, like asking me. I'm like, bro, every single show that we just edited, either a head was cut off, somebody was bleeding, uh, somebody was crying, like every single show. And I'm not just joking. This is like, I'm not for dramatic effect. Every show that we edited was demonic in my eyes. I'm like, this is complete demonic. This is ridiculous. And he's like, uh, I guess you're right, bro. I didn't really think about it. But yeah, everything we did was uh, vampires. It was about, uh, uh, what was the other one? Um, werewolves, some, something with werewolves, gargoyles, completely dark and demonic. And so in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, what's the purpose in that? There, you don't have any other diverse content that you can put up on the air for the public to consume. And about a week later, I was talking to my promotions director. He was training me on um, internal advertising. And so we're going over the spreadsheet, and he's, you know, this is an Excel spreadsheet. And I forgot the guy's name. Either way, he's going over how every quarter 
they have an internal um, a budget that's spent just to promote Fox Television out of San Antonio. And so we're going through the uh, numbers and talk about how much is available to sell for advertising. And then he shows me the number that is spent on advertising just for Fox San Antonio. And at that point, it was, I think it's 29 or whatever. Well, he, he turns and he shows me the number. It's $666,000. And I'm like, interesting. And I look up at the guy <laughs> and he, he, uh, he keeps talking. And he, for another five minutes, and, and I said, excuse me, I have a question real quick. I said, so I guess every quarter it changes, right? The numbers. And he's like, no, 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 that's the number we have every quarter. It's 666,000. And I'm looking at him again. And I'm like, now I'm setting the side of my, like I'm giving him like a peripheral, like what? Like that meme with that little kid. What? And then he looks at me and he's like, I'm sorry, but um, what, what's, uh, what's confusing. And I turn the paper around and I put it back at him. And I said, uh, that doesn't look weird to you. He's like, uh, he looks down. He's like, um, I'm sorry, Chris, I'm not following you. I'm like, bro, are you serious? I said, look at the number. It's 666. And then he, like, like for five seconds, he's blank. And then he goes, oh, isn't that in the Bible? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you, you've never seen that before. Are you joking with me right now? He's like, no, I've never really noticed it. But now that you mention it, it is kind of interesting. And I thought, what I'm like, get me the hell out of this place. I'm not, and this is back when I was in college. So moving forward, everything that I watched on TV in the back of my head, I'm like, what the hell is your objective? And so I stopped watching TV years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not just saying this. I mean, I'm literally, people are like, Hey, do you watch that show? I was like, I don't watch TV. So I don't have no idea what you're talking about. You know, just no clue. And when, and when I try and watch it, you know, this is maybe, even today, I try and watch his show at seven, you know, just just to see what kind of content. And it's the cheesiest, stupidest, like mm-hmm. just no storyline, just terrible content. And I'm like, who watches this? I, how are you so easily entertained with something so completely horrible in quality? Besides the fact that it just pushes certain agendas, i.e., homosexuality. But so I, I feel like. There's always been a nefarious agenda behind a lot of the content. And, and when I would watch the news at five or whatever, and this is a long time ago, I'd walk away going like, man, I feel like crap. Man, the world's coming to end. It's like, I feel like so many murderers. And we all know there's evil in the world. Anybody who says differently is ignorant. But why do you have got to promote it every damn day of the world? Like, just give, me, give the people a chance to take a breath and feel like there's hope. And there's faith and there's love, but that's not what they want. But they want division. They want hatred. They want people to feel like they're in control and they dictate what this world's going to be like. And and through collective consciousness, and you have enough of that beating going down and show that mama beating that baby 10 more times. Why? We don't want to repeat that behavior. That's stupid. That's like, you don't want to magnify something that is so evil and so heinous that like people like, Hey, I, I love horror movies. And I'm like, why don't you want to relax yeah. after you got off of work? Right. right. Why do right. you want to see and glorify uh, bodies being chopped right. up? It doesn't make any damn sense to me. So for me, I just felt like and the, the spirit of it. It's, and this is what I break it down to in the world. There's two spirits 
And it's very basic. People are like, I'm Democrat, I'm Republican. I'm like, who cares what you are? There's only two things in the world that you're going to look at. The spirit of the Antichrist mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit. Everything else right. is conjecture. Everything else, there's nothing. It's all about duality. There's black and there's white. There's it's dark. Good versus, it's good mm-hmm. versus evil. Period. Exactly. Everything else is really not up for debate. Because what you, ask, what you have to ask the question is, ultimately, at the very end of this pathway that we're taking, what is the objective? What is the goal here? Is it to unify? Is it to share love and share hope and share faith? Or is it to divide and to conquer and to, and to kill, steal, and destroy? That's the well, questions that it, people need to ask themselves. Right. And when you see that, it definitely speaks to the evil of the heart of what people are capable of. And I, unfortunately, I have seen it being in the genre of the docudramas that I have done. And so for me personally, after a while, you become jaded to it and it's commonplace. So you're, you're a living example of what I was just trying to say. Why, why do that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And so I left news. And so as heinous as the shows that I ended up producing and writing and, you know, I, I've been in, I've been in shallow graves and with homicide detectives and there's a lot of ugly and in the world and it is, I guess the end when these people are able to um, come to terms with what has happened and sit in a courtroom and watch, you know, the perpetrator get the life sentence or a death sentence, then that's not really closure for them either because all they want is their family member back or their best friend back. Yep. But there was some closure of being able to speak to me because then they got it out and they got it out there. And I, I don't understand why Mainstream America is so fascinated with death and evil and how you can sit and watch it. I don't. Well, I, 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 I kind of just gave you the answer, but if, I, I, if you want me to connect the dots, I can. You go, boy. There's two spirits in the world. The spirit mm-hmm. of the Antichrist and the Holy Spirit. Right. So whenever you have... Um, a spirit that's involved in something as powerful as media, you have an mm-hmm. agenda. There's, there is mm-hmm. a, an objective that needs to be accomplished. Now from scripture, what is the spirit, what is the spirit of the Antichrist achieve? What, what did he come to do? To kill and destroy. The Correct. devil is roaming the earth. Seeking what he can lions. devour. Correct. That's right. So, if you look at where society is today, do you think we've taken the right turn? Um, 
absolutely not. Take take relationships for example. Take relationships for example. What's the divorce okay. rate today? Mm. Well, I, I think it's close no, to sixty five percent. Is the true number, or I mean, well, that's it's, because it's so easy to dissolve. Yes, but but the marriage is easier under, to dissolve. But understand what has been conveyed in a message of a, a young girl that's five that grows up looking at um, what was the show back then? Oh, well, I don't know, Disney, some of the Disney shows, and they, and they grow up with Britney Spears, or let's say Christina Christina Aguilera. They grow up with Christina Aguilera, and when they were young, in at the age of Christina, she was um, uh, looked upon as a celebrity. She was a great singer. Um, or you know what? It's a better example for me is Miley Cyrus. Okay? You grew up with okay. Hannah, the Mon- Hannah Montana, whatever the show was called. And then she grew up and she was, um, she was innocent and young. And then her dad was Billy Ray Cyrus. And all these kids saw them as... Um, just something to be glorified. And then what do you do with my, if you're, if you're the antichrist and you control the airwaves and you want to lead these young kids astray, what do you do with that hero? How do you manipulate, how do you manipulate those minds that have grown accustomed to that celebrity? What yeah, did, because now they're an icon. What did Miley Cyrus then, become? Yeah. Where is she today? How much does she ever wear clothes? <laughs> I mean, if she does, I'm surprised because I, I haven't. I've seen her more scantily clad than wearing sweaters. So, you know, let's let's just connect the dots. And I connected the dots years ago just because of, of my own energy and spirit. I'm like, why do you watch that crap? Stop watching it. Okay, stop watching it. And I've been able to achieve a certain level of happiness compared to maybe others who are just watching the news and they just feel like the world is lost. And, and you could take that perspective, even if you don't watch the news because of what's been happening. But I will tell you that relationships, um, I think have taken a, a it's, it's, it's a, it's a lifestyle of let's go out on the weekends, get drunk, hook up, wake up in the morning. And yeah, I guess she's kind of cool. Let, let me see, let me see how this goes. And, and you've already made decisions in a fashion where you can't even remember the girl's name. You, she, she can't remember his name, but then uh, because you've got this lack of substance, this is called what it is. And you, you don't call yourself to a higher standard. Um, and because you've been lonely and you want some type of embrace or feeling that you're wanted, you're going to succumb to the world again. It's I, like I said the other day and you start doing things that, uh, if your daddy knew, he'd probably just uh, shed a tear for what, I don't know, what did he accomplish? What did he do? Where did he go wrong? You know, but it's, it's embedded in the culture. The media is so powerful that it's created a sick culture that has made our society broken. And anybody who says otherwise, I'd like to see the evidence that says something that different, that we're living a healthy society right now, that we are appreciating our neighbors the homeless people. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. A society that makes the kind of money that Silicon Valley makes, and yet the highest percentage of homelessness is in San Francisco, in their very, in their very same city. It's a sick culture. It's a sick culture that nobody gives a shit anymore about their neighbor. 
They're just like, well, well, that's just part of life, I guess. But it's this self, it's this selfish mentality that has been embedded since they were kids because of what's been in movies and the media and music. I mean, can you even listen to rap music anymore? It used to be good. And then all of a sudden, and it used to have positive messages. But for some reason, now they want to make sure that um, anybody listens to it, the bitches are hoes and pimps and all this crap. And it's like, my God. What's that? What was the number one song this past year that WAP? My God, are you kidding me? She can't even speak English when she speaks just in an interview. And then you want to put that on the radio waves and make it seem like this is something that people want to hear. So I guess I'll get on my soapbox for a second. My point is this. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? It becomes the norm. And it's nothing for little, as you said, you know, depending upon who the celebrity of the moment is, then you emulate them. And if, well, case in point, as you were speaking about Miley Cyrus, and if she's running around with no clothes on and she is, you know, this little girl's icon, then she wants to emulate her. Correct. And so then that becomes the norm. You've got to connect the dots. Exactly. People can't. Okay, so what were you going to say? Your point is, you were going to say something. My, my, my point is that people need to really take into consideration what the objective is for, they, they, they can't just listen to something just to listen to something. They can't just watch something just to watch something. They've got to protect the gates of their soul. And if you are so okay with watching horror movies three times a week, how much are you going to value life after two years of that crap? If you're going to listen to rap music, that's going to glorify prostitution, drugs, drug deals, um, just crap. How much are you going to value women? If if you're going to take in, Every day at five, how many people died last night from a car wreck, from murder? How much are you going to appreciate the fact that we are growing as we are becoming better for those who aren't partake, partaking in that crap, that we are evolving, we're all getting, um, we're taking care of our neighbors. At least some of us are. And, and the ones that don't hear about it just think that we're all going to hell in a handbasket. We've got to think about what the objective is that's trying to be accomplished by the person that wrote that song, by the person that created that movie, by the person that edited that video. What was in that person's mindset when they were saying, when this hits the streets, I want this to happen to society. Do they want it to improve itself and be better and to love your neighbor? Are they are they trying to uh, to steal, kill, and destroy? It's very simple. It's it's not rocket science. It's common sense. So, for all those who don't take the time to pay attention, then then remember what what does the scripture say? My people perish due to lack of knowledge. So so for those who just want to take in all this crap and not get educated, not gain knowledge. You're just you're you're just you're succumbing to the world, 
and you're going to find yourself in a chaotic state of, of, of mind where you never find peace. What was the scripture that said, um, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also that's has it. loved us and that's given right. himself that's for the us. Greatest. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the, that's the, the end all and be that's all. The greatest, yes, and that's the greatest commandment because when he was questioned about it, love thy neighbor as thyself. When they, when he was being questioned and they said, what say ye, what is the greatest commandment of all? And he said, to love thy neighbor as thyself. That's right. And it's, and it's and, in here. As Christ also loved, has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice right. to God for its sweet-smelling aroma. And then here, this is where we just talked about this. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetedness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting. That's, that's, exactly. See, that's, You're supposed to turn away from that. And, and that's my point. The power of media. Mm-hmm. All they want to promote mm-hmm. is hatred, division, fear. You know, we are consumed by fear to the point that it, it, it dominates our economics. It, it, it dominates our interactions. In, okay, talk about earlier today what happened with uh, the masks. You saw a baby. Was it? Two-year-old? Mm, yes. Yes. No. And uh, and it just becomes, well, the, the norm. And, and the thing is, is that they don't have an option. Mommy's putting a mask on them. That's their little baby heart. Now they're running around with masks on. And they're, they're so, in a, you know, and, and then that's the big debate. And it's causing divisiveness and the conversation that you and I also had, you know, it's, um, it's dividing families, it's dividing churches because we're being told how to live our lives. Let no one deceive you with empty words because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Do not be partakers with them. That, and that's the point, like, <clears throat> there's, the more we partake in these, these items, these things that, um, they don't give us peace of mind, you know, I mean, I've done things where that, that next morning I'm like, man, why did I do that? I don't feel good, I don't, it's just not who I'm supposed to be, if I'm, if I, you know, there's a guy, Ed Milet, that says it very good, um, he's a, motivational speaker and, and something that has always stuck with me. Um, and he's Christian as well. And he said, um, you know, every day I want to be just a little bit better than I was the day before. doesn't have to be a lot. Just got to be a little, but I'm never going to go backwards. But he said, but every day though, I'm going to grow. I'm, I'm going to progress to the point that the day that I die and I enter into heaven, when God sees me, he's going to say, this is the person, this is the man that I wanted to create. You've become the person that I, that I saw fulfilled in my eyes. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the person that says, 
Get away from me. I do not know you. That's right. I don't recognize who the hell you are. Uh, I told a buddy today, it was a joke, and um, <clears throat> it was this lady who who went out. She wasn't happy with herself, and she proceeded to, she had a lot of money available to her, but she proceeded to uh, have plastic surgery, tummy tuck. She, um, uh, I think it was like four or five surgeries, whatever, on her face and her body, and she was always not happy with herself. And she continued to do that, that path. And then um, she was a Christian, so she did pray. But she was um, not happy with who she saw in the mirror. And so she continued to, to go down this path of, of uh, dissatisfaction. And then one day, she was crossing the street, and she got hit by a bus. And she died, and she goes to heaven. And, uh, and she goes to God and she's like, you know, I was a Christian. I, I prayed every night and I really thought that you would protect me and keep me from things like this. And then he said, well, I didn't recognize you. So what she tried to create was nothing what he intended for her. What he created is exactly what he intended to create. So when you try to be somebody you're not, when you try to modify your face, when you, um, exactly where you are is exactly where you are and be happy with that. But just know that every day, if you're going to at least be happy with yourself, at least make some progression. Try and achieve where you want to become so that the day you do die, and it is your last day on earth, um, you can you can walk proud into the pearly gates. I'm going to read something. Oh, I got you. Um, okay, it's called The Man in the Glass. You get what you want and your struggles for yourself and the world makes you king for a day. Just go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. For it isn't your father or your mother or your wife whose judgment you must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts the most in your life is the one staring back at you from the glass. Some people may think you're a straight shooting chum and and call you a wonderful guy. But the man in the glass says you're only a bum if you can't look him straight in the eye. It's a fellow to please, never mind the rest, for he's with you clear up to the end, and you've passed your most dangerous, difficult test. If the man in the glass is your friend, you may fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartache and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. And I realize that's introspective for an individual. Um... That's good my stuff. prayer has that's good stuff has yes, and it's so interesting that you bring that to light of um the woman who you know the whole plastic surgery and then being able to walk with confidence and know that you have done everything and we we're all human and we all err. But my prayer recently has become that I would become the woman who God created me to be. Correct. And, yep, I've strayed, 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 you know, on many occasions. And it hit me one day, probably just a few months ago, that, like, I am not the little 
girls, you know, he knew us before we were born. So now we know our my stance on abortion while we were still in the womb. But he had a plan for me. When I take things into my own hands and I don't do his will, then I am not the woman he created me to be. He created each of us individually to be amazing people to spread love and to spread his word and to lead others to him. Spread the good news. And Tell people that there is a, a hope and a life. That's right. And that that's there's right. peace that can be achieved. How many people right now are just in complete and utter fear of of the mm-hmm. unknown? You know, and it's all fear. It's all fear based out of, out of ignorance. And, and ignorance isn't a bad word, by the way. It's just they don't know what they don't know. And so... And right. lack of understanding, yes. Well, we, we've spent lack so many... Knowledge. Our society is so focused on the physical, and, and it refuses to, to, to say that there's a lot of importance in the spiritual. You can't, you can't ignore it. Because, I mean, it's like if you ignore your body over time, it starts to break down on you. Well, so will the spirit, so will the soul. Um, and so, um, and then again, I'm not trying to judge anybody for taking uh, part in plastic surgery. By all means, if it's going to make you feel better about yourself, do it for the right reasons, right? Come from a good place where you're not just trying to fill these voids and these, these emptiness that plastic surgery is not the answer. But, you know, if you want to make a better nose, if it's medical, I mean, if you can breathe better, um, <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Uh, don't don't. If you take have a deviated it, septum. That's exactly right. Don't take it the wrong way. And that even if you've done, you know, some of these things in the past for the wrong reasons, you know, know that um, you're not going to be judged. It's there needs to be uh, a place of just peace and 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 knowing that there is mercy, like basically. What's to say? It says, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And of all things that might have taken place in our history, that was the most epic event that has so much proof. Talk about conspiracy theory. That, there's, that, that's conspiracy fact. And the fact that he rose from the dead, there's so much evidence that is out there so, uh, so much undeniable proof that the enemy you know I'll talk the spirit of the antichrist wants to keep hidden because if people knew the truth which again we go back to media and talking about our true history of where we who we are and where we're from if they will talk about the truth people will know that there is salvation and there is mercy and that there is a better life that can be achieved if they had the right perspective, if they had the right knowledge, my people perish due to lack of knowledge. You need to understand not only what's going on in the world around you today and who's at, you know, uh, at work and who's trying to create these nefarious objectives, but also what, was, what has been promised from the beginning, what has been uh, told to us in the most popular Bible or book in the world, the Bible, and... I mean, there's things kind of like the Bible code. That thing has been proven time and time again that that's completely supernatural. Um, the Shroud of Turin, 
is out there and that's exactly that's crazy information that's like wow that's that's real and nobody can disprove that jesus christ was really he walked this earth so people they don't have to be afraid it's like this fear that they have let it go stop already and 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 the first step and let me just say the first step in letting that fear go is stop watching bullshit tv stop it it's ridiculous it's like the biggest mind control mind programming brainwashing crap based out of a spirit that doesn't want you to be free not only uh physical freedom that because that's down the road for, with these punks but they, they, they don't want you to have mental freedom and spiritual freedom they want you to be enslaved period and for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear ears to hear you would know that what i'm telling you is the truth and for those who want to deny what i just told you i don't know what to tell you let's move on I, i'm not I'm here to help those who are believers or maybe even trying to question whether, even if there is a God, that's fine. But if it resonates with you, then that spirit's telling you just live a better life. There's, there's way more peace and happiness by understanding the true words of wisdom that was provided to us through a book provided to us many years ago and just connect the dots. Understand that you know, there are powers at play in this world that we may not understand, and we may, because just because the TV doesn't talk about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. All right, let's let's get over that. Well, ABC didn't say that. Uh, I, I didn't see it on 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 CBS at five. That doesn't matter to me. You know, if you want to live in your little false reality of these liars that have no best interest in mind for you or your family, then you are doing yourself a disservice and everybody around you. And if you don't recognize that that's the truth. I can't help you. I just, I can't. And, and I'm, I'm done with people being ignorant in this world and not, not at least saying, well, you know what? Let me look into it. Let me pay attention to some of these things that maybe somebody's talking about. These trolls out there that just want to commit to these bullshit ideologies, I'm just done with. It's, just, it's, it's, it's frustrating to, to see so many people being led astray and you're trying to say, look, man, just, there's, information over here you need no whatever you're crazy what whatever dude go away anywho okay so so what then is our objective how are we going to change things i've had uh god gave well he gave me a vision years ago and um started with the name canvas and um canvas is is a brand that i started to develop over time and I tied it into real estate but but the overall objective of canvas is to help change the culture and the most powerful way to do that is two things it's media and it's entertainment and when people start to recognize that um, Hollywood and media have created the culture that we see today when you connect the dots as to what's happened to our world and why society is so sick, then you'll be like, we need something different. And so Canvas is going to create um, a movement 
I would say the best word for it is a movement. We could call it media, but it doesn't really matter. It's a movement where the the true spirit, the spirit that is of peace, of truth, and of love, is going to start to manifest in this in this world. Beginning in Austin, Texas, there's so many artists that are that are looking. Not only are they hungry because of what's happening with our world, but they're wanting to put their gifts out there in the world. They want to share it with everybody, and and it's because that's what God gave you for a reason. He didn't create you to go work in a cubicle nine to five Monday through Friday uh, to be a robot for the machine. I mean. Anybody who's happy doing that life, I'm happy for you. But that's not your true calling. And, and, and the more that you continue to live this mediocre, well, if you're happy with it, great. I think it's mediocre. And I'm not trying to judge. I'm just saying there's probably, if you could make money doing what you love to do, oh, my God, how things could change in this world. And overnight, by the way, it's not going to take years and, and decades if people would just wake up to the true reality of the world that we live in and if they could wake up to who they truly are and become authentic and become genuine and say what they believe and believe what they say that's the second part by the way there's a lot of disingenuous people that are just saying what they think people want to hear because it's the easy thing to do no, what we want to do is we want to create real TV. Not reality TV, because we all know by now everything's scripted, and I'm just so sick of scripts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you you confirmed that for me when you're like, well, I did reality TV, and we had a script. I'm like, I just, I don't, scripts, scripts are there for a reason. I understand that maybe we, don't, we, want, we have a goal we want to communicate. I'm okay with that. But can't we just get real for a second and just talk? what the hell is on our mind and be okay with somebody saying, well, I disagree with you. Okay. Well, tell me why let's have a dialogue. You know, this polarity of, you're a Republican. You're terrible. And this, you're a Democrat. You're an idiot. Like, can we just stop the bullshit for a second? Have a conversation. Let's talk about the true problems that we're experiencing here in our world. And, and, and it's, create some solutions right because i don't feel good when i'm driving down 183 or access road and i see people underneath the bridge there's got to be some better solutions to this crap we've taken some wrong turns let's just all agree on that can we just agree on the fact that society's not where it should be and we've all got a responsibility in that we all have some accountability where we are today we can't be point the finger at government we can't point the finger at officials at Adler, which even though he's an idiot, but my point is, it's everybody wants to point finger at other people. It's always somebody else's problem. No, it's your problem. It's your fault. And and let that sink in. It's you. It's me. We're the problem. Michael Jackson. You know, on my Facebook page, I tend I I tend to put. just uh, topics for discussion because I like to create debate. That's just me. I'm wired for that. But one of the things that I've been saying from Canvas for a long time is art will save us. And I've been saying that for years, by the way, way before all this craziness was kicking in. 
But one of the songs that I put a lot is Michael Jackson's uh, Man in the Mirror, which, funny enough, that's kind of the poem he just kind of described. But um, Michael said, it's, it's, if you want to make a change and make, improve the life, look at yourself. Don't look at other people. What's well, all this? Well, this, that, and the other. Um, it's starting with yourself. You know, um, I had that dialogue today with some folks and basically it is that little things go a long way. Sometimes it is something as simple as, wow, you look so cute today. I love what you have on. I love what you do with your hair. You hold the door open for someone. You say thank you with a big smile on your face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, walking into um, a conference, walking into a seminar, it's interesting because everybody has on masks. But you can see because your eyes smile also. And you can see kindness in eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, the window yep. to your soul. And it's very interesting because I, I tend to be self-deprecating and that's kind of my defense mechanism. I can make fun of myself before anybody else is going to do it. And so if I call myself out, then it's like, okay, I said it. I admit it. I'm a goofball at times, you know, that kind of thing. And so, but people are able to smile and to laugh. And perhaps that's not always, you know, necessary to laugh, but just a small tinge of giving back and, and making other people feel good about themselves. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, so go ahead. No, it's just very important because you never know what has happened. And I was a, uh, I've done a lot of different things in my life. And I was a special education teacher. And I, and you kind of delved into socioeconomics earlier when we were discussing insurance, et cetera. I had students who, um, they had no running water. And so, and they bounced from, grandma's house to mom to dad and there were a lot of different issues and there was one little girl in particular and these were sixth graders and bless her little heart there were times that she would come to school and her hair was matted and I could tell that she hadn't bathed her little fingernails would be dirty and her clothes were soiled and but the sweetest spirit, no matter what was going on in her home life, and the first thing that she did, she would run up to me every morning and give me a big hug. And I saw other teachers who shunned her, and it broke my heart because all she needed, that might have been the only hug that little girl was going to get. Mm-hmm. all day and it, it was just devastating to yep. me and so you never know what's going on in someone's life when a kind word 
what you just described, it was, was the vision I had about canvas. We can do and see, you know how we talked about why perpetuate those evil deeds? The, the mom beating, beating, beating and and people dying. Right. Exactly. What we do with that is we invert it. We flip it. What does God want to perpetuate? What does God want to duplicate and canvas what i talked about is we can go volunteer it's great people want they need to eat right exactly exactly and i know that's very right that's very important to you but above all they need to be loved they need to be hugged yeah and that's what we're going to capture that's the media component is they're going to say um we we don't want to if you go do something nice don't record it because that's not, I understand that. But what we want to do is we want to show people what it feels like. What it feels like. We want to capture the eyes of those who are not only receiving the gift, but giving the gift. And, and so long as the intent behind that recording is for the right reason. And maybe that's why the people that are going to record it are the third party. To where we're capturing moments where the person giving isn't even knowing they're being recorded. We're capturing real, we're capturing real TV. Not because we want to gloat yeah. about, look, look what I just did. No, no, no. Right. We know what the Bible says about that. What we're doing is we're going to capture how we can change humanity by, by kind words, by hugs. And we're going to demonstrate how that's going to look so that people can be like, oh, I like how that feels. Well, guess what? You can be a part of it too. There, exactly. The reason why and, you can't do and that. You know, Right, and that is scriptural as well, because, you know, the word speaks of that your burden doesn't mean that others' burdens should be eased and you become burdened, but by an equality that now at this time, your abundance may supply their lack and their abundance also may supply your lack, that there may be equality. As it is written, who has gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. Here's a good one. Here's a good so, one. He who would love okay. life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Those who do evil. Exactly. I want to be the one that, if the day of wrath comes, I'm walking upright. I'm like, I'm I'm good. (laughs) I've been doing nothing but spreading peace and spreading love. If if somebody... mm -hmm. Well, and you know that scriptural as well, to he who much has been given, much is expected. I worked with a, uh, a gentleman when I was, uh, we were launching numerous networks. And this man, I had never seen such charity, such love coming from a man who God had blessed him monetarily and had given him the wisdom to know how to invest properly, etc., he was a giver, and he started a uh, a homeless shelter 
and it just continued to grow and it picked up speed and then but his mantra always always three out of the book of mark to he who much has been given much is expected the more he gave the more he got back yep and not me- just monetarily but as you were saying it is that it is a peace that comes within you that you're doing all that you can for your fellow man yep that's exactly right and i've said this before but if we want to point fingers at why maybe our communities aren't where they need to be i'm going to point it at business and for all these businesses that have made money off of the neighborhoods that they um, participate and no matter what, what business it is um, you have a responsibility for those who live in your neighborhood the, you, how can you make all this money and not have an ounce of responsibility back for those who just paid you money for the, for your product or your service. So for me, when I, when I, when I envisioned canvas, the structure itself was going to be 10% of revenues is going to go back towards funding these different charities and organizations. And, and not only that, but we were going to be the ones creating the organizations and charities. Cause I mean, a lot of times you don't know who's the person receiving the money and how do we know where that money's going? So a part of that model is going to be, we're, we're going to create this, organization that then goes out and does these volunteer opportunities that then we then record because we're going to create this movement of good vibes of a positive community of a society that is not selfish, but is selfless. That is giving of themselves. There is grace in giving, you know what I'm saying? So that's where canvas is at is that we're going to create a media company that is going to bring this the the celebrities of tomorrow, the not only people that are going to give us the truth of where we are today, but has a heart of giving that wants to help change our communities, that wants to help change our societies for the better, and it's going to come across on the content, and we want to be in, in a space where we're helping all those that we can who are around us, who are um, in need, in despair. You know, that um, that maybe, just maybe, he's not that far off. And that we need to look in the mirror to see where we where we are in our in our walk of, of faith to see if we are going to be ready for that time period. Yes, because he is the end-all, be-all, the alpha and omega, beginning and the end. I'm telling you. Because we're not, well, if we're not walking... With him, then with whom are we walking? Who is and who was and who wished to come, the Almighty. Now is the time exactly. to make that change. Now, now is the time that we start to, as as not just Christians, as as humans, yes, as humans, Huge. to stand up for what's right, to fight for what's right, to have righteous anger, to take back the world. From, from from who took it from us, from who tried to steal it from us. This is not the way the world was intended to live. We need to be responsible for our own actions, and, and we need to start being responsible for those who are around us who don't have the ability to be 
where they need right. to be or what they need. There needs to be compassion for the for the humans around us. I, I'm available for contact for those who want to start to change the world around them, create uh, communities, create um, volunteering opportunities, groups, um, and, and we're going to start to put together. Uh, I would call it a festival. Uh, the name that I gave it so far is Super Soul Saturday, and it may be I love somewhere. It. Yeah, I just think that it's it's a soul thing that God wants to save souls. And um, somewhere in Central Texas, maybe it might be Kyle, might be San Marcos, maybe South Austin, not too sure yet, it's depending upon the venue. For those who, who want to participate in this festival that we're going to create, somewhere in Central Texas, you can reach me direct. It's um, 512-820-1610. And we're talking between Austin, San Antonio, New Braunfels, um, Anywhere in that area, we're going to probably look at a time frame of about uh, mid to end of January, um, and we're looking to incorporate food trucks, musicians, uh, artists, what, health and wellness is going to be another component that we're going to look at, farmers markets, um, and, and the idea is that we want to help get people out of um, a fear mentality and back to a, somewhat of a normal state. Um Probably somewhere outside, some kind of venue that uh, provides for, you know, of course, parking and all that. But it's something that's, hopefully it's going to be kind of cool. Uh, somewhere where can people, artists can help sell their paintings or their sculptures. People can connect. Performers. Performers. Uh, we definitely want to do a, uh, some type of play or screenplay um, at some point throughout the day. Uh, and we're calling, again, Super Soul Saturday. Probably a time frame between 12 and, and 10 at night, we'll have probably uh, more uh, rambunctious uh, bands playing towards the, the evening hours, but it's going to be something kind of cool, something different, uh, but something so definitely. In the early, mm-hmm. Okay, so in the early hours, you're envisioning more of a family-friendly atmosphere? Correct. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so bring the kids, come on out, and there will be, as you said, performances, and food and mm-hmm. you know just an opportunity to and, and you and I discussed this earlier just to hopefully be able to get back to the way that it used to be yep and it yep. will there will be hand sanitizer for those you know who are anxious about the situation with COVID etc but we'll make sure that it's a safe venue but mm-hmm. also entertaining and so that folks can get out. And it's very important that it is all in the name of love and being able to reach those. And so through this, then it will be, we'll be able to reach others. And, you know, and that is, as we've been discussing scripture, you know, and we can, we can all talk and just, you know, keep moving and, and talk, 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 talk is cheap sometimes. And out of the book of First Corinthians, chapter 13, you know, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity, which for some, in some translations, charity is translated into the word love, and I have not love, I am become as sounding brass or a clanking cymbal, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could move mountains and have 
no charity, no love. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity or love, it profiteth nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind, envieth not, wanteth not itself, and is not puffed up. It's so important that we do everything in love. That's right, yep. And giving back as Christ loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So Super Soul Tuesday is all about reaching others. It is, and it's also about um, getting... Did I say Super Soul Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Super Soul Saturday. I apologize. <laughs> I had to in the election. I apologize for that. No, no worries. Going backwards. Hey, if you want to do it Tuesday, too, we can do that. <laughs> okay. Well, I just, I just instituted another day of the festival. There we go. So, and if people like uh, email, um, that's uh, chrisgarciahomes at gmail.com. Uh, that's also... C-T-O-R-I-S-C-A-R-C-I-A-H-O-M-E-S. Mm-hmm. That real estate email. Yeah, I need to create some more emails uh, for some of the other things, but for now, okay. it's the one I check most uh, mostly throughout the week. Um, okay, cool. But I, <clears throat> I like where this is going. I think, um, I think the message of of what we want to help create in regards to this new media company, something that society mm-hmm. needs, something that our culture desperately needs, and hopefully get um, mm-hmm. our young ones uh, in in a position that's going to learn the truth and help build a foundation of, of strength and of courage, not of, not of fear. And not of fear. Yeah. It's just, right. we need to give them the best opportunity to make the most of their life. And it's by giving them all the tools they need to know who they are in Christ. And it's yeah. not happened. I mean, if you look at our history, it has not happened, not happened in our education system. It's not happened in our um, academics in our business world, it's, they've done everything they can to shun the truth. And, and it's time that the truth now stands uh, and takes its proper place in, uh, in history. And I think this is going to be a, a beginning point of a transition into, into a new earth. That's going to be the kind of place that not only God will be happy with, but all of us will be happy with. Cause I, cause I for sure don't see, happiness in and I'm again I kind of, I say positive as I can I I take in positive yeah. content but you still yeah. look around and there's things that are broken that need to be fixed and it's been right. too long that we've been ignoring it as if nothing's wrong it's like okay it's for those who are thinking and paying attention time to get up off your ass and start making some changes because this is this is going on for too long and I think God's a little bit pissed and I want him to make sure that he's not going to be mad at me when when that day of the Lord comes so, awesome. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw one more thing sure. out there. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound, sound mind. mind. Of a sound mind. That's something people need right now is a sound mind to know that things are going to be okay. And I do think I, and I say this with all earnest. I do a lot of research. I look at behind the scenes, behind the scenes. I think our best days are ahead of us. I think that we are going to come upon 
one of the greatest revivals this world has ever seen. And I am uh, excited about what's about to happen. I've had a lot of experiences in my life, and I know you have as well, that have been completely supernatural that would not put any other explanation other than God is real. And, and, and when you know that he's real and he's talking to you in ways that um, you just can't put into natural eyes and ears, it's, uh, it's very rewarding, um, but also it's, it's a, there's a responsibility that you have that you've got to at least Huge. share that. Yes. You can't just keep yes. it to yourself because he didn't tell you that yes. for no reason. So, and, and you know what? I was incorrect earlier when I said that the scripture to he who much has been given much, you know, is expected. That's in Luke. Oh, okay. I was incorrect when I said it was in the book of Mark. Well, Tony, I'm, I'm excited that you're going to be a part of Canvas. Um, for those who are interested in in becoming a singer or a musician, uh, I've got other uh, artists and, and, and producers like Tony that are going to be a part of this group. But Tony's going to help us in, in making sure that whoever is a part of the media in creating the content, that they're going to look as good as they can, that the editing is going to be on point, um, the production is mm-hmm. going to be um, mm-hmm. just uh, top-notch. Um, That's right. And so this well, is... And you're creating a team that oh, everyone who is involved from, you know, all the way from the ground up, you're creating a team of experts. It's huge. Oh yeah, with the with the with the common spirit and and looking to change yes. the world. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Tony, for taking the time. I always have a a great conversation when uh, when we start talking about uh, different topics. Um, looking forward to what, what's created out of this uh, this this teamwork, this uh, this team that we're creating. Uh, I think it's going to be more than impressive. Five one two eight two zero sixteen ten. This is going to be it's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so, I think so too. This thank is you all, for including me. No, of course. Thank you for being a part of it. This is our time. This is our time. So, I agree. Until next time. Peace. Remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, rise, speak your mind, stand for what's right, and fight for the innocent the weak, and the orphaned. The time has come for the people to reclaim their power. The world needs the warriors of righteousness. Men, defend your tribe. Heroes aren't only in the movies. They're on the streets, in our homes, and in the mirror. People, take your proper place in history and commit to building a legacy. This is our time. And until next time, peace.